Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to the Writing Channel. This is your host, Melody Edmondson, and we welcome Laura Tanzer to our show today, The Space of the Waste. He's going to be talking about body geometry, and Laura has is always in my top two for my top ten uh, shows. And with uh, Voice America, we know that we our weekly audience is more than 246 million people and 167, 167 countries and 130-plus languages. So we're hoping all of those people tune in this week and – I want to just briefly go over our body shapes and our uh, waist placements again, because uh, Laura pays so much attention to a body shape when she designs, and she's really famous for her architectural design and her uh, asymmetry, and her clothing is made just as beautifully on the inside as it is on the outside, and of course, I am famous for wearing things inside out because they're made just as pretty on the inside as they are on the outside. But, uh, of course, I I love them on the outside, (laughs) on the proper way as well. But when I talk about my waist length, when shorter people I talk about are under the five foot four inches tall, under five foot four, because five four up to and including five nine is really average height, whereas under 5'4 is shorter. Not necessarily petite, but shorter. I'm, I am I'm moved away from petite because they didn't really fit a lot of my shorter people in my world when I was in buying, merchandising uh, many for many, many years. But a five, under 5'4, five if you have a balanced waist, you would have from under the bus line or at your bra band, under your bust, down to where your waist nips in, you would have 4.3 to 5 inches. And if you are short-waisted, you would have under 4 inches. And if you are long-waisted, you would be over 5 inches in that space. And if you were an average height person, 5'4 through 5'9, your waist length would be 6 to 7 inches, 6.37 to be exact, but I say 6 to 7 inches. If you are under 6 inches, you would be considered short-waisted. I, for instance, was always 5'7 and a half, and I only had 3 and a half inches in that space, so I am short-waisted. So when I sit down, somebody long-waisted that's only five foot inches tall can be taller than me in the chair or in the car. Yeah, that's right. So if you are over seven inches and your average height, you are long-waisted. If you're a tall woman uh, over 5'9", like many of the models, all the models are over 5'9", then a balanced waist would be eight to nine inches. And not even all models have that long of a waist. Many of them are short-waisted. Many are long-waisted. 
and a few are balanced, but mostly not. Uh, for tall women over 5'9", 8 to 9 inches is balanced, and short-waisted is under 8 inches, and long-waisted is over 9 inches. So there you have it. Now I am very proud and honored to introduce the award-winning designer, Laura Tanzer. Hi, Melody. It's so nice to be on your show again. Yes, I'm so happy to have you. I know that you designed for Carolina Herrera. You had your own line for many, many years, and you even taught design at the University of Arizona. So you really are a very, very astute designer because not only do you know uh, designer quality and sustainability and work with natural fibers, but you also know the woman's body shapes and waist length. So one reason I love you so much is because you make so many people look beautiful. And I think, and I believe all of your styles, silhouettes are timeless. So when you buy something from you, you don't have to throw it away because it's fashion is absolute or it's a trendy item. It's just fabulously artsy and looks high fashion always. So I want you to tell your story and and talk talk to us about your journey and your clothing and uh, okay. your clients. <clears throat> okay. Well, yes, um, it is true that quality is um, very important to me. Quality in terms of the fibers that I work with and how well my clothing is constructed. And that's sort of, I guess, old-fashioned in today's world where mm, even the big name design houses are making things, you know, fast and furious and not really making them the quality that they used to even 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, So um, my aesthetic is timeless, but also artsy. Um, And yes, I use a lot of architecture in my clothing, so um, that also speaks to the construction and the quality of the construction. Um, and I like to make pieces that are unique yet mm, simple. At least they seem to be simple when they're on the body, although they're the construction isn't always quite so simple. Um, but that is the that is what. Um, contributes to the timelessness of the of the garments um so the construction sometimes my patterns look really strange when they're flat on the table and people are like what is that (laughs) oh well you know that's the front of you know blah 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 and they'll be like really that looks really weird but once you put it together with the other pieces and you put it on the body it's like sculpture and i really I really and like they're not it. hard to get on. Your clothing no. is not hard to get on like some of these I, I buy off of Etsy. I have to say they look unique on the model, but then you get it. There's no zipper. There's no button. There's no hook and eye, <laughs> no no Velcro. How do you get that on? And those just go right to my grandkids because I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah. So th- that's, that's something that... Um, I've stopped calling myself uh, a fashion designer because the people who are currently calling themselves fashion designers have no clue 
about construction. They have no clue about ease of wear. They have no clue about bodies. They don't. And the whole thing is, it's all about bodies and body geometry and how we are made. And um, to look fabulous, you really need to wear clothing that fits your particular body type. Um, And so that's where my body geometry comes in. And that's why sometimes my patterns look a little sort of contorted. I'm not going to say distorted, but contorted. Um, But once you put it into fabric and you put it together, you seam it up, um, it glides onto the body. Absolutely. Yeah, quite easily and quite naturally. And yes, closures are important and they should be part of the engineering. So I call myself an apparel engineer. I love that. Apparel mm -hmm. engineer. I am an apparel engineer and I do everything from the original concept for uh, a style. I draw them. I think about what fabrics will be will be appropriate. I think about how the body will be graced with this style and how to get it on and off. Um, I think about all of those aspects. I think about the type of construction, which means the different types of seams that are appropriate for not just the style, but um, the fabric that I'm using to make the style. And so, you know, so all of those things are really, those are engineering questions, really. So, um, yes, I design, but really it's all, um, you have to know body geometry and you have to know the engineering of construction in order to create something that, yes, is timeless and somebody's going to buy it. They're going to put it on and they're going to be like, wow, this is me. And how did you know? And so those are the, those are the kinds of things that I get all the time. People come to my studio and they, they try on this, that, and the other thing. And then there's that one piece and they put it on and they're like, wow, this is me. And how did you do that? I'm like, it was made for you. And yes. so let's talk about that. Let's talk about body geometry. As you stated, there are the different um, geometric shapes. Um, so um, there are six basics. And those would be, you know, circle, square, rectangle, triangle, inverted triangle, um, and the hourglass. Did I miss one? And triangle. And just regular triangle, yeah. Yeah. So those are the basic geometric shapes. So let's take that inverted triangle as an example. An inverted triangle means that the long side is at the top and the point is at the bottom. And typically, you'll see certain types of athletes will have that kind of a body shape because they've spent so much time honing their bodies and typically, they will have a broader shoulder, and we're talking about women and men, um, but women who have a broader shoulder than a hip are going to be that inverted triangle. And lots of times, they will be um, uh, triathletes. Yes. Uh, they'll be swimmers. They'll be long-distance runners. Um, so they're, they're mus- musculature. I think I said that right. Um, will be honed for their particular sport or series of sports, but it also gives them that inverted triangle. 
And, and some are um, just born that way. Like their fathers have great big wide shoulders and, <laughs> you know, and they like my friend Renee, who's a bag of bones, but sorry, Renee, she is muscular. Also, she's a runner and a triathlon person. But even before she did all of that, she was built a lot like her dad, very well wide shoulders, narrow, tiny waist, and she has hips. She's not a true, true inverted triangle, but because because her shoulders are wider than her hips by a couple of inches, I still call her borderline inverted triangle hourglass, and to me, she's more of an inverted triangle because even though she has a cute little butt, it isn't, you know, like a true hourglass little bubble butt that you could sit a teacup on. <laughs> so I call her inverted triangle borderlining on hourglass, but because she can wear things that other inverted triangles can't wear because right. she does have a few more curves. So a lot of people aren't exactly one or the other, but the more right. one than another, like I'm, right. I'm becoming more of a square than an hourglass and that's okay. Uh, I know what I am now because my my spine is sliding. So my waist is getting even shorter, which means my my hips are moving up closer to my bust line. So that just reads square. Big boobs, big hips, big shoulders. Hello. <laughs> Where's the waist? Hidden, hidden. Well, you see, that, that happens a lot uh, uh, for women and for men as we age. Um, every decade, um, you know, past 50, um, our bodies compress, our spines compress. Um, it's really rare for somebody to not have that compression going on. It's just, it's, it's aging and gravity and that's just, you can't, so your body changes, um, and, and it changes more dramatically as we get even older. So, you know, it'll change from your 40s to your 50s, right? 50s to your 60s, 60s to 70s, and then 70s to 80s and 80s to 90s, there's a lot more change. Yeah. Um, and well, I see this in some of my clients because I have clients who are in that 60 to 80 and even 90 uh, age range who are still extremely fashionable and just love to, you know, just wear the clothes that they have and maybe add a piece here and there. And they will keep coming back to me for special occasions or just because, just because. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting to see how something they bought, you know, a decade earlier um, still fits them, but fits them slightly differently. And like yourself, and some of my women, um, they're turning from <clears throat> maybe not necessarily an hourglass, but maybe more of a rectangle to a square. Yes. Because their their bodies are, are sort of squashing a little bit. And um, I'm shorter. Like I'm only five six and a half instead of five seven and a half. And that's soon gonna be five six, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and we see that happening. Um, I mean with my own mother, I, she went from five six to like five two over the course of you know three decades um and it just it it happens um, yeah now with some certain body shapes like a circle um you don't really see that dramatic of a change as you do like a rectangle to uh, a square or um, an hourglass to a rectangle um our waists do get thicker as we get older 
um, in general. Again, not absolutely everybody, but most people. Um, and with the triangles and the inverted triangles, we see um, a little bit more of um, rounding of the two sides. <laughs> so the triangle becomes softer. It's not quite as angular okay. because you have some of that rounding. And again, it's just part of the aging process. Yes. Bones. Um, Bones, yeah. Bones, musculature, you know. And again, yeah. it depends on how active people are to maintain a certain um not just physique, but uh, strength and stability and flexibility. So right. um, some people just sort of let themselves go, and other people are very avid at, at maintaining their physical health. Um, and all of those things contribute to our body geometry as we as we know it when we're in our twenties, thirties, forties, and then you know as we acknowledge it going forward into um, the the aging decades. Let's call it that. Um, so when I'm creating a collection, I like to, um, I like to focus on styles that can accommodate a minimum of three of the body geometry shapes so that, um, so that I don't lose out or people don't lose out on something mm -hmm. that is kind of a cool style yeah um i think one of the body shapes the circle is the one that um doesn't get a lot of um styling uh people sort of say oh well you know round what can you do with that but i've done a lot to camouflage round and i will actually um one example is a top that I created made from two circles and I call it my circles top. And it's, it literally is, is these two circles that have been sewed around the outside, their outside edges with a hole cut in one for the head and a bigger hole cut in the other one for the legs. And it drapes across the shoulders and around the body and it basically is camouflage for somebody who has a circle shape. Almost looks but like a rectangle, a, right? The body looks kind of rectangle. No, it actually looks, it really looks like um, two circles that are draping. But draping. you would never know what the, yes. But you wouldn't see, you can't see the body that's underneath it because uh -huh. when when I use the right kind of fabric, it's a little bit architectural. Oh, so you, yeah. And so well, it's this yeah. piece of architecture and you put it over a circle and all of a sudden that circle becomes not a circle, mm -hmm. but just draped in this beautiful piece of architecture. And it's really kind of fun. Yeah. So, Well, I know I was just reading about Yves Saint Laurent because I was trying to find out about Louis Vuitton because I know Louis Vuitton did his first handbag or something, but then I got reading about Louis Vuitton and how he ran away from home when he was 16 and blah, blah, blah. Then I got reading, of, then I began reading about St. Laurent again and about his triangle dress that he came up with for the very same reason, for many, many different body shapes yes. can put on a triangle shaped dress 
that a trapeze, you know, I think he called it, but he said essentially it was a triangle and he just decided it would fit so many body shapes. And I know you've yep. done those and I love those on just about everybody. Yep. Yep. So yep, geometric shapes are actually kind of cool for anybody, you know, even a yep. rectangle you could do, yep. or like you said, you did the, did the circle and, um, Yep, I've done the circles. I've done the circles at the top. I've done the circles as a jacket. I've done the circles as a skirt. Um, And I've draped it so that it's a little bit asymmetrical. So I don't do it so that the holes are like perfectly centered. I will do, I I will set them off. So, you know, uh, with the top, exactly, I did that with the top, you know, so I've sewed around the perimeter and then I put it. I put a circle for the head a little bit closer to one side and the circles for the legs a little bit closer to a different side. So it, it drapes off the back, sort of a Balenciaga type of feeling. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's very cool. And I've done something similar with when I did a skirt and something, again, similar when I did just a jacket. So the jacket is basically the circle top, only it's been opened up. And you can fashion it or leave it. Um, And, oh, and for the way that I did it, so where are you going to put your arms? Well, in that perimeter, I left two slits at the right juncture so that your arms go through the slits in, you know, the the sewn perimeter. So it's very, yes, it's very architectural. And, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, very modern uh, and modern it's forever, modern. It's forever and I think. <laughs> I made a bunch of them in a bunch of different styles, uh, different fabrics, um, and I'm still playing with that concept. Cool. Um, so, yeah, and every time I make one, you know, somebody comes into my studio and says, that's really cool, and they put it on, and they're like, okay, I think I'll buy this one. And then I have to because it doesn't one. look anything when you put it on. You can't imagine what it's going to look like. That's what I think. It has eye appeal by looking at it, but when you put it on, it sort of transforms. I it love does. that. Absolutely. Um, most of the clothes that I make, because they are made to be worn, um, they don't look so great on the hanger because a hanger is a hanger. Yeah, they, they have to be put on a body. Yeah, you just. Um, to get the full effect. And um, my body geometry styles, typically I will start with a concept and then I will drape that on my my dress form, my mannequin, rather than make the flat pattern. I'll, do, I'll, I'll finesse it with the flat pattern, you know, just truing up this, that, and the other thing. But uh, in order to get the sense of it on a body i really have to work on a body and that's what i use my mannequin for yeah and do um, you make your mannequins different like do you put a big uh like shoulders on them or narrower shoulders (laughs) or sometimes to try to you know yeah i do and i yeah i used to have um uh, so i've recently moved and i before i moved i sold off a lot of my my mannequin so I'm down to one <laughs> she gets padded when she needs to be um, okay. but I used to have it I used to have others that were different sizes and shapes and oh wow 
I had a, I had a big sale because I didn't want to move all the, all that stuff, and uh, and also because I downsized a considerable amount. I'm not so I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, <laughs> I've moved from Arizona to Pennsylvania um, for personal reasons, um, and um, so we're. I don't have a studio per se right now, other other than the living room of the apartment that we're living in. So I've taken over the living room. That's wonderful. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and um, and I'm working with. The, uh, I sold off a whole bunch of fabrics before I left Arizona. I sold off a bunch of half my studio before I left Arizona. Um, but I still have uh, still have a lot of fabric, and I still have all of my bins of remnants. And so, what I'm working on right now is um, a, a collection of one of a kind wearable art pieces that I'm making from those remnants. And I am literally sculpting with those remnant pieces. And I start with whatever I start with. You know, I have a pile of pieces and. Um, I just start draping them on my mannequin and fitting the pieces together in a way that will accentuate and flatter the human body as well as give movement. Um, And so that's what I'm working on right now. I'm doing these one-of-a-kind pieces. I've got um, a few artisan, juried artisan shows coming up in... um, one in March and one in May. I think there's one in June or July and another one in August. And I haven't heard back from, there are a couple of, couple of them in October. And um, although I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do the ones in October because by then our house should be built and we should be moving. So I'm, that's a balancing act. But I am working on continuing to do, you know, the body geometry, but this is very, very different from draping with muslin, creating a pattern, cutting it out, whatever. Right now, I am working on going through the, let's see, 15 bins of remnants. And I am working my way through those bins of remnants to create one-of-a-kind wearable art pieces. I think that's wonderful. Remnants. All, of the All sustainability. Are, yep. Natural fibers. Yep. Beautiful fibers. And you're yes. in a very good place, as you know, Pennsylvania, to buy a lot of remnant fabrics from uh, couture and designer, well, particularly designer resources. Uh, I used to buy fabrics actually in uh, Connecticut. There was a store and I don't know if it's still there, but I used to go in and buy like leftover Valentino, leftover whomever, Oscar de la Renta. And they wouldn't always have that much, but maybe enough for a jacket or a blouse or something. And I'd take it over to my, I had a someone from Turkey that I loved and she designed things for me and she was very, very good. And um, I had her make a lot of things for me and I got a hold of some of the uh, Matt Rayon jersey from Donna Karen and had a lot of black pieces made. And of <laughs> course, that was great. And then I went on a brown tangent. I thought, well, maybe I should try brown. That lasted about three years. And then I passed that on. But I still have some of the black <laughs> to this day. Yep. But I think you're in a good yep. place to 
to do that, even though I do think they're being more cautious about what they buy, so they won't have it left. But I think they're really not going to know about what their sales are going to be. You can't project as much because I still hear everybody's way over what their projections were, and there's going to be so much on sale. Yep. There's a lot of waste in the industry, and um, I do what I can to keep that out of landfills and incinerators by buying up um, remnants yes. and, you know, dead stock. Um, uh, so I, I do that. Um, yep. I'm glad you do that. It's, it's needed. Uh, looking like we don't have much time, but I want to go to our break and then we'll be back with Laura Tanzer. Thank you for tuning in to the Space of the Wake and we'll see you soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Melody Edmondson has created a book series available on Amazon.com. The Space of the Waste series is comprised of a body shape by a waist length and will have all the information you need to dress and accessorize beautifully. You choose yours after first buying book one, The Guidebook, your fashion guide based on body shape and the space of the waist. This is a new method of determining your body shape and your waist length termed the space of the waist. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You are listening to The Space of the Waste. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to thespaceofthewaste at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Space of the Waste and our wonderful guest, Laura Tanzer, a designer, award winner, uh, now relocated to Pennsylvania. So everyone that's tuning in, you can look for Laura Tanzer online and you can buy her beautiful clothes. She's working on one-of-a-kind artsy pieces right now because she is using a lot of remnants because she's very 
devoted to the sustainability of the industry right now in the designer market. And I'm so proud of her for doing that. And she's just ingenious with her designs. Um, And we bring her back to talk to us a little bit more. You want to tell us what else you're working on for spring? Um, Well, I'm mixing up some of my fabrics. I've got as uh, all sustainable fabrics, so they're all natural fibers. Um, since I'm in Pennsylvania, yes. spring won't come until April. That's um, right. <laughs> and uh, I see we're in our sweaters now, so yes, <laughs> it's hard, even in Arizona, but... Yeah, it's true. I'm wearing... Actually, this, this sweater that I'm wearing uh, was my mother's when she was young. Um, oh, so it's beautiful. Sustainable. It's an, it's an original Shetland wool from, uh, I guess, somewhere in northern England or Scotland or someplace. So she, Beautiful. She got it. I love that yeah. color. I know. Can't find this color anymore. It's just, it's just it's like a tealy gray. It's just beautiful. It's a gorgeous color, and it goes well with my coloring. So. Yes, it does. With the red hair, it's fantastic. Well, so you're going to be doing uh, lots of your art pieces for spring because you still have remnants. Yes. Yeah. And uh, my remnants, I've uh, just before we started the show, I was organizing my piles of silks. So I'm going to be working on a bunch of uh, silk pieces Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just playing with that. Just, uh, yeah, I've got my blue pile. I've got my red pile. I've got my cream pile. I've got the various silvers and grays. Of course there's black. Um, I've got some fuchsia and I've got some brilliant, brilliant red and I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to be playing with all of those, um, uh, and, uh, creating pieces that can be worn by most, um, most body types. Um, and each piece will have its own, uh, geometry as it were, um, some of them will be very uh, drapey and fluid, depending on the type of silk I'll be using. And others, uh, again, will be more architectural and um, will have a little bit more construction, a little bit more support. Um, so, for example, if I'm going to use a silk organza, it's going to be more architectural than if I was going to use just a crepe de chine or mm-hmm. a charmeuse which was much more drapey and definitely not as fun to work with because it's slippery. Um, But uh, yeah, so it's not a collection in terms of I have um, a uniform color palette or I, you know, I'm using, you know, two fabrics and three colors. I, it's not, it's not the traditional collection in that sense, it's really wearable art, one-of-a-kind pieces, and I yes. will be selling them not necessarily online per se, but at these uh, juried artisan shows mm-hmm. that um, I, you know, apply to and get juried into. Um, no, I'm going to give you a name too of a guy that is putting together a website of all different designers that do very different things from each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was on my show, uh, Matthew Jason Tompkins, Mm -hmm. and I'll send you his information. He even does artwork 
you know, he even has some artwork on this page. And I really, I love the format because it's modern. You know, you can go there to buy a painting or to buy a great, like I could see your jackets on there in a <laughs> nanosecond, you know, and every one of them could be different. It wouldn't matter because that's kind of, it's a very artsy site, but mm-hmm. it's done in a modern way. Uh, there's not a lot of writing and stories underneath things, not like right. that. It, I, it's clean. I can get through it quickly and it's my and it everything shows up really well the photography so I think you would like that I'm just going to mention that and Matthew Jason Thompson uh his art uh art site and it would be on my page under Matthew Jason Thompson he had he had a show January 31st and it should be on there uh all of his information about the um that what I just mentioned to you but go ahead I interrupted you and so this is what you're doing for spring I like the idea I'm thinking I'm gonna want some of that silk as well some of those beautiful colors (laughs) I'm gonna be one of those old ladies though because I like a three-quarter length sleeve or right in here and a columnar style dress uh, down to how you have some of them uh, clear to the ankle Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that. And I like your uh, trumpet silhouettes as well. But I'm going to see what yes. you have come the time when the com- when you have all of that ready or you have yeah. some in your showroom and not all sold. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, before I left Arizona, I had a big sale to clear out as much as possible so that I didn't have to transport. And, yes. um, and then there were a few just older pieces that I I was tired of and nobody bought them. And so I've donated those to like your sister's closet at the Y and, um, and they were thrilled and yes. they, they were really more of the basic things. Like there were a few basic pairs of pants and some simple tops that would had been experiments in terms of, you know, does this fabric go with this style kind of thing. And, and I'd sold some and some were leftover. So I just donated the leftovers Um so, but um, something that I've been, um, I make, there's a particular jacket that I make. Um, it's, uh, uh, I call it my tuxedo jacket. And um, I think you've seen it. And I'm thinking of creating that in remnants. And I'm, and I'm playing with this idea of stitching particular textures together to form this jacket. Okay. Um, Is that the one where the collar stands up that I have and my mother got in red where the collar kind of stands up or no? That one's a little bit different. That okay. One's the, yeah. Um, the, the tuxedo jacket has a little bit more fit to it. And that one that you have is just really, all, yeah, it's straighter and it's all about the collar. And the tuxedo is all about, it's similar to the trumpet in that it's got flair. Um, and it can make uh, a rectangle or a square look like an hourglass. Yes. So it's kind of like a peplum, but not that in extreme. Right. Not that extreme, and it's not short like that. So it covers okay. the tush. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. So, Sounds yeah. Beautiful. I'm, I'm so I'm working on that, um, and um, and I, I'm going to experiment with my remnants and see how I can formulate it. Um, so if, 
And that's going to be an ongoing project. It's going to be, you know, spring going into fall because I'll play with, you know, the lighter weight fabrics, the silks, and I'll go into fall and I'll play with like the brocades and, you know, whatever else I have in my, mm-hmm. in my well, sounds. I like your femme fatale uh, <laughs> or yep. feminine uh, approach. I think that's going to be beautiful. And it'll be very good for all of those who buying all of the florals and whatnot for spring uh, <laughs> at all the various price points. And they're ready for something else that's different. And I think that'll be yep. perfect because yep. people. I do think that when people go out now, they want to dress up a little bit, uh, maybe not so much yeah. the retirement group, except for people like me that are different. <laughs> but I I notice younger people, at, like yes. in California, my friend who lives in Newport Beach and her kids that are lawyers, when they go out on the weekend, whether they're pregnant or not pregnant, they dress up and wear their yeah. heels and go out to dinner somewhere nice where they can dress up because they're so sick of being at home with the COVID and all of that. and. Yeah. My friends in New York say the same thing, and Dallas. I mean, I just think people are dressing more when yeah, they go out, they are. particularly young it, people. And the older ones that like to dress, you know, like my friend Sandy Mary and Ting and me and some of us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we like, yeah. I always say, where can we go where I can wear this outfit? You know, <laughs> Now I'm going to want to wear, now it's Laura Tanzer coat. I always want to, what can I wear with this coat that I have? Because it's fuchsia <laughs> and navy. And then on the inside, it's got a couple of colors of, of silk. And uh, then I, on the side, it's supposed to be worn on probably is the navy and the fuchsia. But I just love this coat. And I I find things to wear with in it. So that I can, and every time I wear it, I get a million people asking me compliments. And I say, go yeah. online, but this was a one of a kind, so you won't find this one, but ah, you'll find so similar. Online. Yes. This is another thing that I'm yeah. working on. Yeah. Online. Yeah. So um, it's not completely transferred yet. So there is still the, you know, lauratanzerdesigns.com, but I've just... Um, uploaded, I guess is the word. Anyway, I have a new website. Okay. It's called, mm-hmm, it's called Laura Tanzer studio.com. So we're just replacing Tanzer studio.com. Yep. Okay. I'll put that on your page. Laura's yes. Tanzer studio.com. I'll have them add that. Yeah. Are you so hearing I'm, that, Andrew? I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so when, uh, so hopefully I can do it later today or tomorrow. But I'm going to have the Laura Tanzer Designs is going to point to, or when somebody types in Laura Tanzer Designs, it's going to take them to Laura Tanzer Studio. Okay. And, and then once once I've got that tra- transfer or pointed or whatever that direction, once I've got that done, I will take down the the old stuff that was on the Laura Tanzer designs and people will just automatically go to they could type in Laura Tanzer designs it will still take them to Laura Tanzer studio um and um and then there will be a page about sustainability um I haven't finished putting it together but there will be a page on body geometry um 
there will be a section for the Learn Craft Sew, which was the workshops that I had started doing last year. Are you going to still do those? I am. Oh, great. Great. I was going to tell my daughter-in-law and her daughter that is living with her about that because um, they might be interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning how the best way to do it so that I can do it online so that I can have With people. a Zoom? Yes, exactly. So I'm probably like going to have to invest in like a, another iPad so that I can have the different angles, you know. So, I'm, so I've been learning about how to do that. Um, yes, I like uh, that. So most likely, um, if I can get that going, it'll probably be for summer. Um, it okay. won't happen before then because I'm like busy making stuff for these shows. <laughs> so, um, but everything that would actually be a good show. <laughs> Make right? something in and out in fifty-two minutes. <laughs> I like so, that. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the works. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it out, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm going to do different levels of workshops and different types of workshops. So okay. um, yeah, so there'd be like, you know, two hour workshops and then maybe, you know, um three day workshops where you're on the Zoom for maybe three hours at a time for three days in a row, or if maybe it's not three days in a row, but maybe three Saturdays in a row. So I'm like trying I'm figuring out what those workshops are going to look like. Um and I've been going into other artisan workshops just to see how they do it. Um, okay. So it's, it's an ongoing learning experience. But I hope that by summer I will have at least um, two workshops that people can sign up for. You know, one sh- really short, simple something and one a little bit more intense. And I'll just, you know, it's going to be an experiment to see, you know, people yeah. sign up for I think um, it, I think that's great I think it's going to um, be very interesting you know I'm trying to figure out how Wish to, I live close <laughs> but you know if people can go in on zoom you know if I yeah can there you go I keep forgetting workshop, I can do right, zoom right so you know will you do some things where you can do it by hand or do you always yes. have to have a sewing machine no there will be some kind of hand craft there will be some uh sewing uh, like be some Christmas draping. stockings or certain kind of dolls that are fabric mm-hmm. or, yep. you Different know, kinds can... of fun craft things. Yeah. Even not even non-sewing projects, things where you've got a little glue gun and you're yeah. going to make something. So, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Like, I've got a list. I've got a list. Okay. Of that I I'm sure do. you do. It'll be fun. Body, I like that. I'm going to do, I want to do a series on body geometry as well. <gasps> oh, that would be awesome. Every designer in New York should take it. You should. We should take you around. I should take you around and introduce you to every designer and tell them <laughs> it's time you learned about body shapes. Sorry, designers, but uh, they are listening more. I've seen more columnar dresses than ever before, and I've seen more dresses without seams going across and without belts going across. I have seen more since John and I, John and I began this before me in 2014, I have hounded and hounded and spoken and spoken to us, even if it was the assistant to the assistant. 
assistant or the assistant's yep. assistant to the assistant that is now the designer <laughs> or is now the assistant designer, they remember and they are doing it. And I am so proud of them. And I'm not mentioning any names, but there's some big ones. And you can see the changes. You can absolutely see. I could actually buy from them now if I you know, want to spend that kind of money which I don't, but if I did, <laughs> and uh, otherwise, you know, why not buy uh, for under a thousand, buy something, you know, one of a kind, you know, like from Laura Tanzer and some, you know, something like that, or I pay someone to make it that is for me, that fits my body shape. You can custom make now for yeah. less than some of the designers cost because some of the dresses are still four and 5,000 and you don't always have yeah. to pay that much to get a custom silk dress if it doesn't have to be lined and it's just a column shape. Yeah. Um, although a lot of times, depending on the kind of silk, you do want to line it just to keep the shape. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. The whole thing about that, that, waste seam um i think um from what i can tell from my study of the history of fashion that really started in the 50s yeah uh, with big with the mass production right and um hourglass size six or whatever they were all you know that dior look with the tiny fitted top and then the poofy skirt but then after that, they kept that seam because it was cheaper to cut the smaller pieces and fit them on the fabric and cut them that way and then put that it became seam became the American the standard, which they yeah, are happy. Yeah, which is crazy because nobody, it doesn't fit anybody. You should, you, it is fairly easy to get invited to their meetings. So sometime I'd love for you to go to the American Standards meeting. They are in New York and they and I know I've been invited. I wrote many letters and I got invited and I have all the information because I wanted to go to talk about. But then I I spoke to quite a few people. I probably talked to you about it because they're going to ask too many sewing questions that I'm not going to be able to answer, but you would be able to. And I'd be happy to fly out and go with you. <laughs> and uh, But you're the one that knows about all of this. I mean, you yeah. you know about it. And so did uh, Camilla Olson from Savitude also knew all about it. And she tried very hard. I don't know that she went there, but she tried as hard as she could before uh, she kind of turned hers over to uh, Linda Williams. But I think that this is still something that needs to be done. And I know they've had a lot of meetings with the body scanners to try to put Mm -hmm. some parameters on those. And I know the Big Thinks has incorporated my body shapes and my waist length in their high-tech body scanners, which I'm very proud of. But proud of because I want women to get what they want with two two shots, two photos, and they don't have to measure. They just take these two pictures, send it in, and then the website will show you the silhouettes that'll look good on their body. And this will save from this $900 trillion worth of returns that we're going to have in 2022. But hopefully, um, 
all the body scanners will have to be on every site very soon. I hope they make that a law because that'll help everybody buy the right things, you know, that'll fit them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it really, um, I think we do need to go backwards in order to move forwards. We need to go back to a time when people made their own clothes to fit in order to move forward so that people have clothing that fits. And so mm-hmm. many women, you know, they'll come to me for clothes that are made just for them because they come in and they say, I can't go shopping because there's nothing there for me. And, yeah. You know, if I like a certain style, it's not made for my body. That's right. Um, you know, the waist is, you know, way too short or way too long or way too tiny or, yeah. And, and so they can't they just find it. If they are the right body shape, like if they are long waisted and have mm-hmm. very good proportions, yeah. they can't find a dress that's long enough in the waist. And then they yeah. have to go it buy a tall like and totally redo yeah. it. And it's yeah. it's insanity. What would look beautiful on a long waisted, short legged woman isn't out there. And what would look beautiful on a short waisted, tall, lean woman, it's very hard to find, except for the columnar dress, which and the sheath dress, which other yeah. people can add belts, but at least we have those two silhouettes. Now, the trapeze would look great. The circle would look great. All these asymmetry and these geometric that you've been talking about and the skewing of the waist and adding the different pieces to accentuate and make you look narrower here and wider there through your piecing is perfect. One thing I think is going to happen, not to get off on a tangent on retail, but I do think (laughs) it will become the death of the department stores and the birth of specialty stores once again. And you will have boutiques and you will have specialty stores and they will carry by body shape and waist length. There will be custom customs. You'll have fabric, just like when men go in and buy suits and have them custom made. This will be very similar, but for women. And there will be prices put on and it will be just formulated within what the making of it's going to be. You'll be able to go in and buy something of the quality of a Christian Dior suit from the 1950s. You know, you'll be able to do that. And yeah, you're going to pay a little more and it's going to, you're going to have fewer and better back the way our moms taught us back in the fifties. Well, you're not old enough, but I am back in the (laughs) sixties. Okay. Sixties. I graduated in 1969 from high school, but anyway, the idea was buy good things, natural fibers and keep them uh, as long as you can. And this is what my grandmother knitted us things. My mother sewed, my mother bought us things. And things got handed down. So, you know, and it's I'm wearing, very I'm European. wearing my mother's, you know, I'm wearing my mother's sweater. So yes, I, I know. I know. And so, it looks just as beautiful today, probably as the day she wore it. Almost. There is a little hole in it. I have. <laughs> <laughs> but I can do well, that. Well, Rena Antonucci can, he, friend, can sew it for you. <laughs> if you can't <laughs> knit, she can. She's fixed some of my knits. Oh, that's great. 
Yeah, that I so didn't I, want to I part guess with. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the idea of having things handed down as well as mending, we, I, we could do a whole another. Show yeah, that's a whole another show there. Yes, <laughs> but I do think there will be a rebirth of uh, of retail. Better, better specialty stores is going to come around again. It's going to have a rebirth of what we had in the seventies. I really do think that's going to happen. Uh, what do you think? What's your take on that? Um, I think it will be not necessarily a rebirth, but a whole different architecture. Okay. You yeah. mean you and think it'll be it'll more be, custom? Semi-custom. I don't know about custom-custom, but it'll be semi-custom where people can, can go in and try on a sample and like men do at for, for suits and stuff. Yeah. They try on a sample and they pick the fabric from a, a selection and their measurements are taken and the garment is made and done. Okay. Well, we're going to have to close out the show. I'm uh, running a little over and I've gotten my messages, but I have ignored them. I'm sorry. We have to sign off. But Laura, thank you so much. I look very forward to you customizing whatever through Zoom and then come and see him at your studio in Pennsylvania. I'll <laughs> even do that while I visit my uh, daughter-in-law and my son-in-law and my grandchildren. So anyway, thank you for being on the Space of the Waste. Laura, we are just so honored, and I wish you the best of luck out there. You got, uh, you're got you actually closer to some of your clients. I know you have yes. a lot of New Yorkers having yes. li- lived there. But thank you again, and we'll see you hopefully another time. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.